Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 235 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Um, and if you hear blood-curdling screams, uh, it is because there is a game of Mario Party going on downstairs, <laughs> and you would think that it is a life-or-death scenario. It usually is with Mario Party. I know, but like I was playing Cyberpunk, and I could like hear it through my mostly maxed-out headphones, and I was like, man, is someone dying literally down there? Uh, it turns out, no, just Mario Party. Okay, it, I, presumably it's your the noises are coming from uh your girlfriend's kid yes does he have like friends over or is it just nope him? he's playing it with my girlfriend uh and he may not be doing well judging from the violent murder screams I okay don't know. okay uh so well, the good news uh, is mario party is complete bullshit and he could just <laughs> be given the game at the end so yeah but he doesn't understand that and would right, like to be right. winning all the time so well yes you know that's it happens to the best of us i think Oh, I have some bad news about that. Um, <laughs> there's really no way to guarantee that with Mario parties. So. No, there isn't. Um, but yeah, so if you hear some blood curdling screams, just know that it's that and not okay. a real murder. Okay. So this is my alibi. Uh, anyways, so, so, so much video game news happened over the past two weeks and also i ended up playing what felt like more games in two weeks than i've played in a million years but i don't really know how that happened because i feel like i played the same amount i yeah like before the podcast i was like wait you played this you did this you did this and i was like okay wow you you did a lot this these last couple weeks so yeah which um, I feel like I played a lot too, so I, I'm excited to talk about what you know I, I played. But yeah, like just even the video game news. I mean, but that's what happens when you have a direct and a state of play. State of play, yeah. Um, so the thing that we can talk about first is what we just talked about before the podcast was people probably saw that there were a bunch of Xbox leaks because um, they apparently did not redact documents that probably should have been redacted uh, when they were uploaded to the FTC website for their court proceedings. Uh, at first, this was blamed on the FTC and they said, whoa, 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 no, that was Microsoft's job. Uh, hmm. And so the this is now gone, I guess, but obviously it was um, downloaded by everyone that exists. And there were some interesting things. I like what we talked about before the uh, email where Phil Spencer said it would be a career moment to buy Nintendo. Uh, it got put everywhere where that was kind of like a big nothing burger. It was hmm. more just him saying like, yeah, I'd love to buy Nintendo, except for the <laughs> part where they're way too strong currently for us to even consider doing that. Oh, so um, there's just like, if they couldn't buy Activision Blizzard, like if that was like tricky, yeah. there's no world where they'd be like, oh yeah, you can have Nintendo. Exactly. Like so like you have these conspiracy theorists out there where it's like they're trying to weaken their American shareholders because the in that email he talks about how he has he knows someone who's his friend that has a stake in Nintendo. That uh, That is 2%. Okay, so I don't think they're going to be making like some grand coup with their two percent of Nintendo. Uh, so yeah, that that stuff was weird. I, I just found a lot of the other stuff to be more interesting, like the uh, roadmap for 
Bethesda in their studios, which would have, uh, I believe the date on that was from before Doom Eternal came out. So there was interesting things like a game called Doom Year Zero, which in theory, uh, there could be a new Doom game coming at some point soon. Uh, Dishonored 3 was on there, but it makes you wonder, did Redfall perform too poorly for them to be given another game right away? Or like, are they going to rethink I, what they're doing before putting out Dishonored 3? Or is it a good idea to just put out a fan, a hot fan favorite? Is that the same studio, though? It is Arcane, like, yeah. Well, no, there's different Arcane studios. There are there's two like, Arcanes, two yeah. So it would have been the other one, but even that's then, you know, that's why games get canceled, is because right. the one before it does poorly or whatever. But I would bet that that's probably still going to come out. Uh, the thing out of that whole thing, outside of the Oblivion remaster, which has been rumored for years, so that's probably very real. Uh, there's a Fallout 3 remaster, which I also believe is probably real. Uh, is there not going to be a third Wolfenstein game? I There better be. I, I've been waiting. Isn't there supposed to be? There has to be. Okay, like, am I... I guess I didn't play either one of them. Like, am I... Is it the wrong impression that it was supposed to be, like, a trilogy? Oh, there has to be a trilogy. I mean, I, there was definitely, like, a confirmed, like, the third one was going to have, like, Mecha Hitler. Okay, because it's just weird because like it's not like, on that it? it's not on that list of like things for their upcoming like several years of games. No, that did not end in a way that like it was just like oh this story is wrapped up. It ended in a way that like there is more to be told here. Yeah, so I really wonder like what's going on with that because like I haven't heard anything about them in a while that studio in a while, but like also. Yeah, that wasn't even on this forecast, so I, it's, I find that to be interesting. The last thing they did was that, like, spin-off Wolfenstein, the new, or, like, what was it, like, the yeah. new, new Blood or whatever? Yes, and people did not like that so much. Young Blood, or, I, I, yeah, I was not a fan there, of that There is two DLCs. One is called New Blood, one is called Young Blood, I believe. No, no, I, one's I, called no, Old, old Blood. blood. Shit. Old Blood and Young Blood. <laughs> Shit, well... <clears throat> Uh, yeah, one of the other things I laughed when I saw on there was a sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo. That is almost certainly not happening now, uh, because Ghostwire Tokyo did not perform very well for them, so. Well, I don't uh, think it was, it wasn't bad, but I don't think it was considered. No, I, I also found it to be fascinating, the, uh, like, projected earnings, uh, and so, like, even though there were projects on there that, like, were unnamed, you could kind of, like, suss out what level of game they are by how much they project and how much they, like, expect to lose year over year in terms of sales. So I think those things are really interesting. Um, Did they have Ghostwire Tokyo High? Uh, no, it was, like, moderate, like, very moderate. Um, oh, okay. So it's just one of those things where I don't think it did as well as it a game that deserves a sequel, probably. So, um. One of the other interesting things, I don't know if you saw that, was how much they estimated they would have to pay to get major games day one on Game Pass. I did uh, see some of that, yes. That was, I don't have any of those numbers in front of me, but I thought that was really interesting. The most expensive one that they were looking at was uh, Jedi Survivor, and it was like a ludicrous amount that they would have to pay to get it day one. Uh, and you know, that document in particular was really great because it was like someone jotting random shit in the margins about each game. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you just really get the insight into what these people are thinking. Uh, like the one, it was Assassin's Creed Mirage and it was like Assassin's Creed, big get. 
but do we need more Ubi? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like stuff like that. I was like, wow, this is really interesting to see. Um, Mortal Kombat was one they were looking at that they uh, considered to be like a top tier franchise get if they were going to do that. Um, So just like, yeah, what they consider to be like big gets for that service. Like that's where the thing about Baldur's Gate came from, where the people thought they meant like, oh, we don't really give a shit about Baldur's Gate 3 because it was called the second run Stadia RPG. But what that statement actually means is that Baldur's Gate 3 was originally a Stadia exclusive and Stadia didn't even make it long enough for that to happen. Second run is like a term they use in movies when they are getting a second theatrical run. Mm. So I just assume it meant the second go of Baldur's Gate, not like this is some second rate piece of shit. Well, even like second run of like because it was an early access. Yeah, and yeah. It's like officially out. Yeah, so like, but it yeah. was one of those things. Like, I don't think that the, the way it was worded meant to be like this game sucks, but they did definitely undervalue it as something like we probably don't need to get or wouldn't have to pay that much for, uh, which now obviously they feel the opposite because they let larian break the xbox series s parody rule so mm-hmm. that they could get that as fast as possible while the zeitgeist is still going strong um so like yeah stuff like that was interesting um the potential for the next xbox uh coming out in 2028 quote unquote and there's like specs and stuff for the controller uh what they are looking at and some of that stuff seems kind of cool it is more in line with like the kind of haptics and shit that the ps5 controller has uh so i think some of that stuff is neat um they are apparently planning a mid-generation refresh of the series x that will be digital only i believe the slide said quote now adorably digital only which is a weird (laughs) thing for it to say uh but yeah i mean like that a lot of the stuff is like stuff that like yeah you expect this but then a lot of it you also have to take with a grain of salt is like these are things being talked about in some cases five years before well i guess in that case most of them are probably seven years before like a next generation console cycle like they're internal documents they're not like this is concrete this is happening right. i mean you can tell that by starfield was listed as a release of like two years ago on that bethesda document like we know covid happened we know that did not happen <laughs> so like you you just have to take them with a grain of salt but it's it's an interesting thing to have get out there so yeah uh yeah. Uh, it it was certainly fascinating. I, I as I said, as we said, I think the most interesting thing were just like the the projections and the numbers of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what it would cost to get on Game Pass. But yeah. of actual note, I don't think there's any like big newsworthy like actual noteworthy things. Yes, but a company did do a noteworthy thing and basically blew their own brains out live on Twitter, and that company is Unity. Did you see any of this wild shit that they were doing slash talking about? I do oh, know they God. were like changing the 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 pricing of like like pays per downloads or something, and then it was. Yes. I, 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 other than that, I don't know what's going. Okay, on. so this was maybe the wildest like PR disaster I have ever seen from a company in a really long time. Unity basically put out a statement saying that they were now going to start charging retroactively uh, for installs 
of games that were made on Unity. So not like number of copies sold or anything like that. It would have been a flat fee, which I believe was 20 cents for each time the game was installed. So the main thing, which that's ridiculous. That is a wild fee, especially if you're going to do it retroactively. Absolutely. Uh, And you think about 20 cents per install doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up. And especially if you consider the fact that Vampire Survivors is now uh, on Unity, because that was the engine they changed to, 20 cents out of five bucks is a lot. Yeah. Uh, And because that game is so cheap, they would be getting tons and tons and tons of installs. So they that would like blow up their business, essentially. Um, or games that were made on Unity like a decade ago now being like culpable for all those installs is crazy. Um, and the main thing people were concerned about was like, how are you going to track this? And they were, you would expect uh, if you put out a statement like this, that they would be able to give you a clear answer. And they said, oh yeah, like we have no idea how we're going to track oh, that. And they were like, well, maybe we'd probably have companies self-report question mark. Uh, and it was like, oh, so you didn't like plan this at all. And then people said, well, like, what about in a scenario where, like, I make a game that upsets a lot of people and they just set the installer up with a script to install and uninstall infinite times to try to charge me money? And Mm. they basically said, well, that would be on the developer to prove the fraud. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, and so it was like, yikes. Also, you guys aren't even planning it. You don't even know how to track this. That's fucking wild. So all these devs uh, basically got out there that had made their games on Unity, even ones that had not made their games on Unity, putting out all kinds of statements. My favorite one was Cat Studios, the studio that made Slay the Spire. Uh, they basically said like, hey, um, we have been developing our next game for a very long time on unity. We are immediately stopping work on it to port it to a different engine because this is the kind of thing. There is no transparency here. This is basically on its face, trying to fuck over your longest, most loyal customers. Um, and we don't want to be a part of it. Also PS, we have never released a statement before. That's how badly you have fucked up this situation. Fantastic. Uh many other smaller developers uh did things like that. Uh Terraria doesn't even um run on Unity, but they are now donating a thousand dollars every month to an open source development engine called Godot. Okay. Uh to try to get that up and running so that something like this doesn't necessarily happen again. Uh but just like ta- you can go all over people like saying like this also might not even have been legal in Europe, uh, like a change of terms of service like that. Uh, And people were saying like, well, they probably had it in their terms of service that something like this could happen. Weird that they took down their terms of service when they announced this. Oh, (laughs) so like that's fucking crazy. Um, And so this backlash was like insane. It, It was going on for days um and like i put on here on september 14th they had to cancel like an open uh twitch stream about this topic because uh two of their offices were had credible death threats called in and stuff like that and there in no way should any of that stuff you know 
like people that work at this company probably didn't have a lot to do with that. It was probably executives judging by how little planning there was and all of that. Like, don't the death threats are bad. No one ever do that. But that's how real of a situation this became is they were like getting death threats for this from people. Um, now, as of like two days ago, they have uh, basically rolled these changes back uh, saying like, now it will not be a retroactive charge. It will be going forward for a build that they release in 2024. So if you update to that, pay to update to that specific build, then these types of things would be going through. And I think it only happens if you have over a million dollars worth of sales or something like that. Either way, it is... It, they it basically is a plan that actually makes more sense now um and judging by the way developers have reacted to it most people say this is not the worst thing ever and it is a fine revenue split however how can we trust anything you ever say or do ever again um, i just so i just think going by downloads is such an odd in not even downloads installs installs <laughs> like it makes no sense like as a statement it sounds stupid and then when someone adds the very real question so like does that mean the first install on a computer and they were like no i've reinstalled like what the fuck that doesn't even make sense yeah that's just like like i would understand sale (laughs) and then like even like have to look at like sales data of like like like, i don't there's got to be a better way to do it yeah Uh, it just it is a buck ass wild thing. So now it is going by like sales dollars. I, I all I'm hearing from this is like like Unreal must be like just like doing dances, like knowing that. Oh so yeah, many people are going to and same with that. like all the others, like Godot, the open source thing. Um, there, there's a bunch of other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. Also, like uh, Blender now has their own. Like, there's a bunch of other things you can use Game Maker. Like, it's just, it's a very weird thing for them to shoot themselves in the foot like this. And the only thing I can think of is that they must have been in a very dire money situation. Uh, Because, like, Unity recently went public within the past, like, several years. And so I would assume that they were doing okay monetarily, but now they have to appease shareholders with some magical, ever-increasing value that doesn't necessarily exist unless you start squeezing the people who are already using your stuff. So I don't know. And like John Riccatello, the CEO was uh, an EA CEO previously who was known for uh, people not really liking him very much, but he sold a bunch of their stock right before this happened. So that's cool. Hmm. Um, Okay. Cool. Yeah, so now they have basically backpedaled on literally all of this and put out a plan that actually more makes sense and will obviously happen going forwards, not retroactively, because what the fuck are you even talking about? Um, so yeah, that was a wild that was a wild thing. And it was just like how I just can't grasp how anyone was like, yeah, we should put out this document and it will go well. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But maybe it was one of those things where they put out the wildest possible situations so that they could then tone it down to make the solution seem less egregious. 
Ah, I, that's I a have PR no idea. nightmare. That's a that nightmare. is a PR nightmare. To, this is a PR. You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I don't know, man. But it just seems like one of those things where like somebody proposed this and most of the people in the company were like, no, no, that seems like a bad idea. And then they just did it anyways. So I don't know, man, that that's still a wild thing that I'm sure will continue to be ongoing because I still see a lot of indie developers I follow saying like, hey, what's a game development tool I could switch to that isn't Unity? You're like, oh, cool. mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, some other random things. Uh, Hades 2, uh, they tweeted out, uh, Supergiant, that it is entering access in Q2 of 2024. They said they learned a lot from Hades early access. They think they may have put it on early access a bit too early the first time, so they want it to be a little bit further along to get to the part where early access truly helped them make changes and do what the community wanted. So that's cool. It might be uh, less of a time from early access to release this time. So that'll be cool. I will play that game whenever they put it out because I played Hades in early access and liked it, and I will like this probably. Uh, this was two weeks ago, so this one no longer truly makes sense, but the 2.0 patch yeah. of Cyberpunk came out three days ago. Uh, that had not necessarily been announced prior previously. They just said it was going to come out beforehand, but it was the 21st. You could play it right now, and in, in on Tuesday, you could play the DLC if you wanted, because that's when that comes out. Uh, Ubisoft decided hey, TGS is going on, who gives a shit? Could we stream an announcement of a game? Yes, but who gives a shit? And they announced the Division 3 in a press release that they sent out. They said, we're making that. Are you guys excited? Are you excited, Matt, that they announced the Division 3? Did they announce location? Uh, That's a great question. I don't know. Division three announced. I'm just trying to think, like Philadelphia, like that would be a cool city. <clears throat> I can't think of a lot of games that have taken place in Philadelphia. I can't either. Uh, I can't seem to see that. I don't know okay. that they gave that information. They Probably just said nothing. it's happening. Okay. So get hype. I just thought that was I, really I look forward to all of the uh, the trailers that we're gonna watch with. Oh the, yeah, the the witty banter from uh, the teammates. Only so. the wittiest banter from yes. the team, the squad. Uh, that's just so weird to be like, yeah, it's coming out. I don't know. Here's a press release. Um, TGS is happening right now, as I mentioned. Uh, tons of news, tons of things coming out. Like for example, uh, the second ace attorney collection comes out january 26th uh but one of the main things outside of square enix revealing a bunch of shit is they there was a yakuza specific stream the yakuza gaiden or whatever it's called the man who erased his name where you play as kiryu when he's doing his weird secret agent shit uh classic yakuza style beat up that comes out uh november 9th i believe uh so they like showed a weird the, the music video for that game it's like the theme song it was very weird it looked like a tv intro uh but the main thing that i was excited about and still am excited about is that uh like a dragon 
infinite wealth or Yakuza 8 if you refuse to let go of it like I do um, is coming out on January 26th and they revealed several things about that game that I think are buck-ass wild like for example uh, Danny Trejo is in it as the gang leader of the Barracudas a gang in Hawaii uh, and also Daniel Day Kim is in it as uh, as a Yakuza guy and it's weird because I thought to myself, because it's in Hawaii, does Danny Trejo just talk in English, even in the Japanese version? The answer is no. Okay. It's a Japanese voice coming out of Danny Trejo. So okay. that's really weird. But in the English version, that sure is Danny Trejo. Um, there is a 10 minute trailer that you can watch for this game. It is maybe one of my favorite trailers I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it gives you all of the information you could want about such a sequel while also want not giving you everything you would want. So you crave more. Uh, perhaps they fight a giant shark in the trailer. Um so they go from like funny things like fighting a giant shark and a giant squid to, oh no, Kiri's dying of cancer. And okay. so it seems like they are actually trying to write Kiryu out of Yakuza now. Uh, cancer death seems pretty final, but I don't know. Uh, also, a lot of the characters from the previous game are returning. Uh, so Nanba and Psycho and the party members you had there, even Zhao and Junji return. Uh, there is a new guy who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I can't remember his name. He seems all right. In the beginning, he wants to kill you, but then he comes to your side when I guess he gets betrayed by uh, the people he is working for. Um, yeah, it, it is a wild trailer. So much shit goes on. You learn all about Ichiban, and he, he goes to Hawaii to find his mom, who he thought was dead forever. Uh, okay. And then he... Uh, on the drive from the airport, he got picked up by someone. Uh, they basically knock him out, and that's when he wakes up buck-ass naked on the beach in Hawaii. Uh, so, you know, find out why that happened. Uh, and then Kiri was there. He shows up. Um, he has a Justin Bieber haircut. It's really something. Uh, and I found out extra information because IGN has like 20 minutes of playable uh, footage. This game is turn-based and action-based. Um, I don't know if you noticed this in the last game, but the commands on the four commands, you can choose spell Sega, S-E-G-N-A. I never noticed that. Yeah, in this game, if you do them in order, S-E-G-A, the game then goes into the regular beat-em-up mode for, like, oh. a set amount of time, and you can, like, do a lot of damage while also doing the classic beat-em-up style for a second. And huh. so I, I thought that was a pretty neat addition. This game looks comically large. Like, the last seven was, this one looks like, holy sweet God. Also, I just am so excited to see how they interpret Hawaii. I've never been this excited about a Yakuza setting because, like, what do they think about America? Well, like, specifically Hawaii. That, well, that yeah, so, like, they go to Hawaii in Persona 5, which is weirdly another Sega release. 
Uh, and like that was kind of interesting, but man, Yakuza's weird already, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Are we just gonna eat a bunch of hamburgers and say aloha a lot? Like, whoa, God. He does say aloha in the in the trailer. I feel like he has to. He does. I'm very excited. In the beginning, he doesn't have his sick hair. He, like, has it, like, in a ponytail and looks all, like, clean-shaven. But then when he's in Hawaii, back to the weird fro. Huh. But, yeah, that comes out January 26th, uh, which means that the first two months of January are now the most buck-ass wild JRPG action you've ever seen with Yakuza 8 persona 3's remake and uh shit there was something else that comes out in those like three week that three week span so that is ridiculous to me two of which are made by sega so uh way to eat your own lunch there sega good job and then the rest of the things that happened were mainly the nintendo direct and the sony state of play Uh, For the Nintendo Direct, which happened first, I wrote down most things. I will not go over all of the things. Okay. But the Splatoon 3 DLC actually looks really cool. It's like a weird tower escape mode where, like, each floor is a wave of, like, a horde shooter. And you, like, get colors, color swatches that you can equip to yourself to do, like, do more damage or, like, move faster and stuff as you go. Seems pretty cool. Their single player DLC for Splatoon 2 was apparently very good. I did not play it, but um, that that looks neat. Uh, for some reason, <coughs> Nintendo is bringing back the Mario vs. Donkey Kong franchise, which is a fun puzzler uh, that was on the Game Boy Advance and I believe the DS. Comes out in early February. Um, they showed another trailer for Super Mario RPG, confirming some things that are different about it. Uh, before when you would time your hits correctly in battle they would just do more damage now it makes it hit all enemies okay uh, which is an interesting change and also people had noticed in the previous footage there was like a weird percentage meter on the side this in this they confirmed that that is a new thing where when you fill it up 100 percent, you do a new cool like cinematic attack with the three people you have on your team so there would be a bunch of variations of that because there are one, two, three, five characters that you get in that game. So all the combinations of them would be something different. Um, and the final one, which I thought was the coolest, was once you beat the game, you can continue to go through the world uh, and you can rematch uh, most of the bosses in the game, but they're like very strong. Um, huh. okay. So I think that's cool. The thing that I... I'm curious about is the super boss, like the super secret final boss of Super Mario RPG is a Final Fantasy IV final boss. Um, I don't know that Square is involved in this, so I wonder if that fight is removed and replaced with something else in this game. But uh, we'll have to see. It, It does not seem like Square is involved in this game, though, so I would bet that maybe that Final Fantasy IV fight is not, which... You know, it's fine. It was just a cool fight. Like, it doesn't have to be a Final Fantasy IV boss as long as it's replaced with something neat. That, you know, right. A cool fight. So, uh, But we'll see. I just think that the fact that they're adding new stuff to it is cool because that game was already good, adding more to it and kind of making it a slightly different, more palatable, modern experience, I think is a good thing. Uh, I bet people are super weirdly upset about how 
timing correctly hits the enemies, but who cares? <laughs> I, I think it's great. This game's being remade. Like, that's a miracle in itself. So, uh, Yeah, just just be happy it's getting remade, as you said. So. Yeah. Um, they showed more of the Princess Peach game. It's called Princess Peach Showtime. Comes out March 22nd. Uh, she wears a bunch of different costumes. It's like she's in plays, and each costume gives her new abilities. Like, in the thing, she turned into, like, a knight, a uh, kung fu lady, a chef, a detective. And they all play slightly differently. So what I'm saying is that Peach has become Kirby slash Yoshi. <laughs> Where they tried new fun game mechanics. No, to me, it, you know, she's more like, you know, Agent 47, you know. She's just... Oh, yeah, that is, she you is. Know, putting on those disguises <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, you know. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, that game looks fun. I... Yeah. I hope it's okay. I like. I'll get it, and hope. I hope it's good. Um, it, I, it's fun. A few years ago, I said if Nintendo makes a Peach game, I will get it, just because I want to support like them doing yeah, something I would like new, to like a that. new IP. Yeah. Uh, so like, I will get this regardless. Um, I admittedly like watching it. I don't know if I'm super excited about it, but like, I'm just excited Nintendo's doing something new. So yeah, it is. I, it I is will support a, that. It is a new thing. Um, Vanillaware, their last game was. Uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, a visual novel that had some strategy elements. They go through this whole thing about how they're making the sick tactical RPG. And then they revealed the name was Unicorn Overlord. And I almost did a spit take because what the fuck is the name Unicorn Overlord? Uh, But that is coming out March 8th. Uh, Nintendo's opening a museum uh, this coming year in Japan. The Sora amiibo that people thought was never coming out is actually going to come out. Uh, and boy, boy, Matthew, the F-Zero fans, they're dead mm. now. All of them are dead. Uh, Why? Th- there was a rumor that there were, Nintendo was actually making a new F-Zero game and that it would be announced here. It's F-Zero 99. <laughs> It's more F-Zero than they had before. <laughs> you so. know, that's true. There's now more <laughs> F-Zero than there was before. Basically, exactly. they are removing Pac-Man 99 uh, because weirdly they remove all these games other than Tetris 99 after a certain amount of time. It's exactly what you think it is. It's the Super Nintendo version of F-Zero, but there are 90, there are 100 of you. Um, it looks kind of neat. I have not played it yet, but like the other ones, it is uh, comes with your Switch Online subscription. I have heard people say that they kind of like it, so I don't know. I well, presumably it's just race until you're knocked out or you win. So, yeah, I mean, if you like F Zero, I mean, like you seems like you can just at least get F Zero experience. So yeah. Um. WarioWare Move It, still coming out November 3rd. This is one of the wildest trailers I've ever seen. Some of the poses you have to make for those micro games seem amazing. Uh, I screamed when I saw the Eastward was getting DLC uh, because I guess I don't want to spoil Eastward, but the ending of that game is crushingly depressing. And if you loved all those characters, you're like, wow, this is awful. Now... The DLC for Eastward, Eastward Octopia, is a parallel world where not terrible things happen to everybody, and they all live together on a farm, and you do farming, and you upgrade an abandoned carnival so all the cool characters can live together. 
I was so excited by this. I'm so excited. It's coming out this holiday. That rules. Uh, Dave the Diver coming out October 26th for the Switch if you want to get it there. They announced the stuff, some of the stuff that's coming in the final DLC wave of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe this holiday. Our boys return finally. Finally, Diddy Kong. Diddy finally. Kong. Finally. Funky Kong returns. My boy, personally. I think Pauline is a great addition. She was in the phone game, uh, which they also, by the way, announced that they're shutting down this year. Uh, mm. So no more of that. But Pauline is there. And Peachette, for some reason. Because they wanted to add that. I don't know why they did that. But that's fine. <laughs> More characters, whatever. I actually, right. I played Mario Kart uh, the last week, and this is more characters than there are question marks. Okay. <laughs> there are only two question marks, I think, on that thing. Mm. So there are three new characters. Like, they could put Peachette under Peach, but then the other three, I don't know. That's that's weird. I don't know how the character select screen is going to look anymore. Maybe they'll redo it a different way. But... Uh, Hmm. Who cares? Uh, I did. Yeah, more I, just, I just thought it was weird. Now, looking at the screen, I was like, "Oh, that's more characters than that." But either way, uh, how do you feel about Among Us, Matt? Um, I don't care about it. I don't either. And somehow they still make it seem like a big announcement every time something is happening for Among Us. There's a new map. It looks not great. But the final announcement: uh, they are re-releasing Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door in 2024. Uh, for those of us who have played that game many times and uh, are astute, you will notice that even though it looks exactly the same, there are actually changes. Um, in one of the one of the villages that they showed, there is normally a toad who talks to you about how sick Fire Emblem is. He is gone. Oh, in this trailer, he's not there. Maybe because Conspiracy. back then. Fire Emblem was not really like super big here, and now oops, it is. So he did his job. He can retire. Is what I like okay. to believe. Uh, and other than that, there was a toad that is a new unique toad that people spotted, um, which is interesting because Nintendo has a recent history of refusing to let toads look any different. Uh, so that is a possibly a good sign. I don't know. There's a toad with this like weird purple hat and different clothes. So like. That's he's cool. going to recommend a different game now. Yeah, he's going to recommend F-Zero this time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was at a different part, but I, th- I thought that was uh, interesting oh. that fans noticed both these things. He's going to be like, oh, 1-2 Switch is where it's at. <laughs> you guys hear there's a sequel to 1-2 Switch coming out? Holy shit. No, that already came out. Oh, uh, did it really? I'm almost positive oh, it already came fuck. out. Well, he'd be, they need people to buy it probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. A Fire Emblem guy was removed. They said, no, no, not anymore. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was the that was the Nintendo Direct. Very much a Nintendo Direct for a system that is in its last year or two of life. Which is true, because they've been showing the Switch 2. And it will probably come out late 2024, early 2025. Oh, man, that's that's really exciting. Yeah. So like, hey, if this is the, if these are like the swan song releases for the Switch, a fucking re-release of Paper Mario, let's go. And a Peach game, not nah, man, let's go. Yeah, you have to imagine like whatever like the next big Mario, and like I I'm, I know there's Wonder, and I'm yeah, excited yeah, I about know Wonder. What, I know what you mean. 
but like the next big one that like that could be like a launch title or launch window for the the switch Two, which I, could be really cool. god i crave that oh i forgot to say this do you interestingly do you know what nintendo was showing on the switch 2 no breath of the wild okay but it looked way better and ran way better so a remake of that is coming confirmed uh or just a free upgrade you know no re- full remake full remake you got my 70 bucks uh they also were showing the weird matrix unreal 5 demo running on it um okay and it sure. like, looked fine so that's good to hear uh, and then Sony did their thing later in the day. I, oh, for this one, only wrote down what I cared about. Uh, what do you, there's one that you should care about. Baby stuffs? Spider-Man. Uh, well, that I... I didn't write that down because, it, of course. Uh-huh. I don't even need to write it down. <laughs> like, Spider-Man looks awesome. It continues Spider-Man to look awesome. Spider-Man looks fucking sick. They said there's like 80 suits or some shit. It looks no, there's like, like 200 different combinations well, you, or you something can like swap that. them, yeah, but yes. I think 80 full suits or something. Either way, the game looks incredible. The city is mm-hmm. twice as big. It still mm-hmm. loads instantaneously. Yep. Let's fucking go. Less than a month away, dude. I know. Like, what a what? Yeah. God, I'm so excited. That game looks so fucking sick. Anyways, the thing is, like... It was always already... sick. I knew. Like, yeah. We we fully know what we're getting out of this game. What we don't know is like what the story is going to do. And like, you know, they're going to bring that. So like, it's uh, just so exciting all around. Just, yeah. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, people were like, man, you're not excited about that. And I was like, no, I've been <laughs> excited about this. Like, what are we talking about? I, oh man. Anyway, it, oh, it looks sick. It looks sick. Spider-Man two looks sick. And what also looks sick. Final fantasy seven rebirth, dude. I, at this trailer i was just i was blown away because people thought they were going to remove all this stupid bullshit from the game like all the mini games uh absolutely not in this they showed the mini game of cloud marching when he's pretending to be a soldier they showed the fucking battle mini game at the golden saucer they showed the fucking chocobo racing at the golden saucer they showed different colored chocobos that you can ride. Uh, they did confirm today that you can't, it's not breeding like it was in Final Fantasy VII to get those chocobos. You just like have to discover them or get them. Um, but yeah, this is like, it is what it seemed to be. It is the second part of Final Fantasy VII in the open world, and it actually looks like way more open and huge. Um, they did confirm also that. Uh, you do not get to play as Vincent Valentine in this one. And it also, they have not shown Sid yet. So I would guess that they are saving Sid and Vincent to be playable characters in the third one so that they can like quote unquote, add new characters to play as in the third one, Mm -hmm. Uh, which would also make sense story wise because Vincent is a secret character anyways, and you don't have to get him. So because they're trying to tell the story of final fantasy seven, and he's actually crucial to that, you probably just have to get him near the end of the thing. And I, I, Sid will be in this game. I just bet you won't be able to fight as him. I bet he will just act as the boat captain. Um, but we'll see. It looks ridiculous. Like, graphically, it looks fucking insane. I, God, I can't wait to play this game. February 29th. So, I, for real, within a month of each other, Yakuza 8, a Persona 3 remake, and the second part of the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Like, what are, what, what, Jesus. Anyways, this game looks fucking sick, and I'm ready. Uh, 
I can't wait to see how they change it and for people to go just ape shit ballistic. That's what I crave. Okay. Uh, so so yeah. you're excited to see the changes, right? Like you oh, don't want I can't it to be wait. Like perfectly. It, it better not be perfectly the same. I'll be so pissed. Okay. Well, the the key, the crucial one. Does Harris die? Does she die? I gotta know, man. If they keep her alive, the entirety of the world will explode. So like, they're gonna telltale it where they keep her alive, but then kill her like a little later on. God, that would be so sick. I would love that. <laughs> oh my god. I hope that they like kill Tifa instead or something to really just make the fan base explode. <laughs> Take her place. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. You just want to piss off the fans. I mean, like, yes, but wanna... also I love the gameplay of that first one. The fact that this is mm-hmm. that, but there's more options and party members. Like, give it to me. Give it to me. And they also, just to piss off fans of Final Fantasy VII, were like, oh yeah, also this ties in all the extra stuff from like Advent Children and stuff. And you're like, oh yes, all the purists have to eat the garbage <laughs> sandwich that Nomura added later. So sick. Anyways, that's very exciting. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Separate Ways, which was a mode in the all the releases of Resident Evil 4 after the GameCube. Uh, so that they could say like it's not the same thing it has more content where you play as ada wong that came out the 21st it's only 10 bucks Hmm. uh and apparently it's like five hours long and people say it is so so much better than the original separate ways so oh wow Uh, i played a lot of resident evil i don't know if i have it in me to play more right now yeah i don't have it in me to get this right now but it is something i will keep in mind because 10 bucks was way cheaper than i thought it would be and for like five hours of gameplay in a game that's already really good yeah yeah Yeah. that seems worth it yeah it seems worth it yeah when people were like it's only 10 bucks i was like excuse me capcom are you okay I would have thought it would be 20 at least, but yeah. Um, To my dismay, Tales of Arise is getting a DLC expansion coming out November 9th. Why they got to do me like this, man. I don't, I didn't like that game. I want them to make a new Tales game. Uh, And the game that they opened with uh, that I put here last baby steps uh, by Bennett Foddy. He is known for making getting over it and quap. Uh, his studio, it's basically Quop, which is like where it's like really hard to control a guy, uh, but it's like a whole game, the whole thing, and you walk like a moron and you got to try to get through. If people that watch this, you got to watch the trailer. It's really funny and yes, also is, is the dumbest thing in the world, and I will play this game. So I I laughed really hard. I would enjoy watching other people play that game. I cannot play that game. Uh, I do not. Quop is really play. frustrating. So is getting yeah, over it imagine. from me watching people play it, but boy, just Benifati, what a guy. He's a weirdo. Um, it was legitimately hilarious. Oh, yeah, so I, I thought I, it, I chuckled like it, it started playing and I was like, what is this? Yes. And when yes. he started walking, I was like, what is this a Bennett Foddy game? And then when it was, I was like, this rules. I'm so glad. Uh, so, yeah, that that's cool. And. That's a lot of news, lots of game announcements, lots of things coming soon. Uh, I will add on a final thing. TGS is going on right now, and it is my duty as someone who loves Inazuma 11 and has to complain about level five. They're supposed to release four games internationally in the year of 2023. They had a stage show where they showed Inazuma 11 live. It is playable there 
on the show floor. They showed DECA police live. It is there on the show floor. They showed <laughs> Fantasy Life. It is live and there on the show floor. For some reason, the re-release of Megaton Musashi is not playable, even though okay. that's just a re-release of the game. They showed a trailer. Do you want to know how many release dates they announced? Zero. Zero. Mm. There's no fucking way, dog. And in every Gimatsu article, it still closes with slated slated for 2023. And I want to punch the screen every time. <laughs> I don't think Inazuma will come out in Japan or the US. Deca Police seems like it would be the most likely of all of them to come out because it was like their big comeback thing, even though Inazuma was in development first, it seems like they actually focused on Deca Police. Uh, that game looks so stupid. A turn-based RPG where you play as a cop in the cyber world, like give it to me. But I, yeah, that one, I don't even know. I don't think that will come out. If it does, it's only going to come out in Japan and then come out in the U S later, probably. But I just like, bro, it's almost October. You can't keep pretending. How much longer are we going to pretend? <laughs> just don't mention it at all. Just let it just slide into it's 2024. Just, it's just so fucking weird where they're still like, yeah, I can't wait for these to come out this year. And you're like, what are you talking about? It can't. Um, yeah, and TGS is still ongoing, so I'm sure other like random stuff will happen. But yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of... I guess like a ton of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth stuff came out yesterday at Square Enix's stream. I have not watched that. I also like, I played Final Fantasy VII. Cloud Rides a Segway. I don't know. That's okay. cool. Yeah. They said Segways are fun, and we wanted a fun way for Cloud to get around the city. And I said, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's unique, at least. It is. It was interesting. There was actually some other game. Oh, it was in Yakuza. There, oh. Ichiban is riding a Segway, and I was like, "Damn!" Within one month, everybody the boy riding a Segway. Let's okay. Go. Uh, and with that, we can get into the nine hundred games we have been playing, Matt. Yeah, we've both been playing a few. Yeah, I. How do you want to do this? I saw the one you added. I saw you playing that the mm -hmm. other day. Uh, well, let's go back and forth. Uh, okay. You have four games. I have three. So why don't you start with one and we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Sea of Stars, the turn-based okay. RPG that I praised last time is incredible. And I beat it and I got the true ending and it is one of my all-time favorite JRPGs now. Wow. That is... Uh, that's really high praise for I you. have seen people uh, either love it or don't like it at all. Um, and it's interesting because it was on both Game Pass and uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus, whatever the fuck tier. Uh, I think more people were like just giving it a shot. Uh, so I think that's where probably a lot of the more negative reviews are coming from. Uh, or like and people who are probably yeah. and not as familiar with like old school JRPGs. Yeah, whereas, like, I backed this game on Kickstarter, right? So, like, it was right. always for me. Um, but I, I just really like this game. I do see people that uh, are criticizing the writing, um, which it's, it's like, weird. I don't know. When, because the grammar is a little odd, sometimes I feel like the grammar can be odd in games, and it doesn't bother me because it makes more sense to, like, if they're speaking. Like, it doesn't have to be written like a book. 
if you get what right. I mean. So like it yes. didn't bother me as much as it does for most people, but like Imran Khan and Jason Trier were out there being like, bro, I can't even read this. And I was mm. like, all right, listen, it's fine. Uh, I really liked it though. I, it did what it was supposed to. It made me feel like I was playing one of those Super Nintendo games. Uh, it had a lot of completion things in it. The fact that Gerard the Completionist is in it as Gerard the Constructionist is still really funny. And I love that. Uh, and he loved that game. His review of it is very glowing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a very good game. And the fact that they said they're making DLC for it, uh, the, where it will tie directly to The Messenger, uh, is cool. There also, if you have played The Messenger, which I did not, I know there are a lot of parts that you would be like, that's from The Messenger like the giant mm. dragon Wentworth and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it just, it was very cool and I can get the platinum trophy. I would just have to play new game plus for like four hours and fight, I think six bosses uh, and I would get the platinum trophy. So I will probably end up doing that sometime within the next couple of weeks, just cause Why not? I, I can't have be missing one trophy. <laughs> it will drive me insane. Uh, but I loved that game. I thought it was very good. Mm. It was for me. I told Nukio, please stop playing Starfield and play this game. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What What is one you played? Uh, I'm going to keep that going and just uh, go right into Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, nice. Uh, uh, which uh, is an, a game that I was glowing about uh, the last our, our last episode. I did finish it. Yeah. And it is absolutely incredible. Excellent. It, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's a twist at the end that I was just like. I need somebody to play this because I need to talk to somebody <laughs> about it. Oh my god, it's just it's so well done throughout the entire game. I just kept saying like this. It's it's a well told story. Um, I'm not really understanding like the game of the year nomination. It's yeah. it's you know it's well told. I'm entertained, but I don't know about that. But by the end, I was like absolutely sold on. Like I'm like yeah, this is a fantastic story. Uh, the combat stayed fun throughout. Um, <clears throat> There is one little thing. I, it bothered me more than I think it would bother other people. Uh, so there's a very, very light RPG element where um, the only thing you're unlocking is like each of the, like, because like obviously you're playing a Star Lord and then you have like the four then team members. Mm. So each of the four team members have like a special move. So Gamora has like four moves, Groot has four moves, you know, so on and so forth. So like you basically gain the XP to unlock those four moves. Uh, I unlocked all four, like basically every single like character's moves by like chapter 12. And there were 16 chapters. Uh. So like you, you hit max level like way before that game ends. Weird. Uh, which I, I guess you can look at it as one of two ways. You can kind of look at it as like, I don't really have a reason to keep kind of engaging in these combat scenarios, or you can kind of just say like, I'm enjoying this combat, like, like with the characters maxed out for even longer. So like, I, I that's one of two ways. Like it is a lot of fun, like having all these like maxed out characters with all their abilities. So uh, I didn't, I, I ultimately like I have, to say like guardians of the galaxy is a fantastic game uh i in a lot of ways i feel like i like the way they took the characters more than like the mcu does nice i I think they take them in some interesting directions uh and it does extremely bum me out that there's zero chance we're getting a second (laughs) uh, guardian but what does have me excited is this is a really well told story and this is a great game 
so I can just be excited about this studio's next game, mm-hmm. you know? Like, now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this studio's proven they have chops. Like, let's see what they can do with a different IP, so... Was it? Was no, it uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Manny, I I think you would really like this game. So was the Square Enix Montreal? Yes. Okay. No, Idos Montreal. Idos Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Very Which cool. I don't think it's Idos Montreal anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a whole mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Crystal Dynamics had layoffs as well oh, from that from the Embracer. Dude, I forgot about the. Oh my god, you just made me be filled with rage. I. Oh. The fact that they just put out a statement being like, we think we're going to have to sell some of the studios. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking What the fuck? You didn't do anything with the studios you bought. And then they were yeah. like, we think we could get rid of Gearbox. I was like, Gearbox is like the only big studio you bought. Like, what are we doing? You closed Volition and now you want to sell Gearbox? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, consolidation in the industries might not be good. Yeah, yeah. So I just like God. Yeah, that's stupid. But Guardians of the Galaxy was yes. So very just, good. Uh, so yeah, Manny, why don't you? What else have you played? Uh, I played the poke the first part of the Pokemon DLC because it came out. I played a couple hours. Is it like just <sighs> run around and like take selfies? Yeah. Does it change much more than that? No. Or? So like. Oh no. No. So I I had a fine time because okay. I am one of the people who just like the base game. I like going sure. around, I like catching Pokémon. The fact that this adds another Pokédex, I think it is fucking whack as hell that if you completed the main Pokédex, this one starts already half completed. Because there's only 200 Pokémon in this new Pokédex. I 99 of them are from the base Pokedex. So it like feels like I started with already half the DLC complete kind of, okay, uh, I yeah. guess, I guess the, uh, the second part of the DLC has way more, uh, like returning Pokemon that were not seen in the base game. Uh, like because people had already gotten all that stuff from leaks and like data mines and stuff. So it seems like there's a large, way larger swath of like interesting returning Pokemon in the second part. Um, which always happens. The first DLC is, it is always the, the other part that I think is interesting is the second DLC is meant to be post game content. You cannot access it. If you did not beat the main game story and this DLC story. Okay. Um, so it is like meant to be like, this is post game only. Whereas this DLC, you can access it at any time after like a very early point in the game. Um, and it scales to that level, actually. So if you have beaten the story, like we both would have, uh, most of the things are between levels, they're around level 60, but they go up to like mid 80s, depending on certain battles. Um, whereas the next DLC will probably have people who are like actually good at battling. Uh, which is interesting. I guess I can't promise that, but like that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like one of the post game activities of this game is finding these six trainers that uh, wear ogre masks, and they all have like competitive teams with like real strategies. Okay. Like mm. one of them, a couple of them had a focus sash, and then one of them had a bunch of items set up so that their last Pokemon could one shot all of mine. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, like this is a real ass trainer. 
he didn't have six Pokemon still. He only had five, but like it's closer than like, oh, this guy has like one Pokemon and it sucks ass. So yeah, that. Huh. So like that kind okay, of that, that kind of stuff is cool. And like I did like collecting fun. all the Pokemon. Um, it, it just it's not good, dude. It's not good DLC. I the IGN review they gave it a five. Like that's probably fair. I as wow. much as as much as I still enjoyed my time catching the Pokemon, like nothing about this is great. You know what I mean? Like it still runs right. like shit, just like the base game, which feels exacerbated by the fact that I played Tears of the Kingdom. And you're just like, how is this possible? Uh, Pokemon still like <clears throat> fall through the world. It still looks like shit. If you're in a certain areas, battles still slow down to like single digit frames. I, the new area is basically the same exact map, right? They literally just copied and pasted that map, right? I don't know. It is... They're just... It's empty, like the original map it, is. And so, like, the once you've collected all the Pokemon, like, there's nothing else to do there. You know what I mean? And it's not like it's interesting to go out and find the trainers because they all have one fucking Pokemon. I literally was out exploring because here's the thing i started the game and i was like all my pokemon are level 90 and 100 like this will not be fun at all so then i had to like basically build a whole new team and then i had to get it kind of leveled up but as so as like kind of leveling up and exploring i was like oh here's a cave i went in the cave it was a huge open empty space with one random item in it and that item was like an antidote yeah so there are little caves like that there is a one big cave that is like slightly bigger but yeah it's not an interesting area either no it is like what's hilarious is it's supposed to be japan they already did that twice in kanto Mm -hmm. and johto and both those areas are better and more interesting and memorable uh the festival that they talked up is like a row of stalls where like nothing is there really the plot gets okay, in my opinion, but, like, okay is a little strong. Like, the two kids you deal with are fucking insufferable little jerks. I think the way the story ends is hilarious to me, and I can't wait to see how it plays out in the second DLC, because they will come back, uh, because they they go to the school that you go to in the second part, on the second part of your trip or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, like... I think the the legendary Pokemon Ogre Pond. I think that's a really cool Pokemon. I like its design. I like the like weird way it ties into the short plot of this game. But like, I don't know, dude. It just it doesn't feel great. And the fact that I enjoyed it so much pissed me off even more mm-hmm. because it's just mm-hmm. like I am the problem. <laughs> like I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it is because like I played it and I was like, oh, I did like these games, huh? And just like catching the Pokemon made me feel good. And I like filling out the Pokedex a second time and like finding the post-game trainer thing. Like I enjoyed that, but it was one of those things where it's like, you guys gotta do better. It's like it's gotta be better. I I didn't stop playing it because I wasn't enjoying it. I stopped playing it because I was enjoying the other games. No, I know, and I'm not I'm not like saying that. I'm just saying like it's right, no. not good though. No, <laughs> I, I, I I everything you're saying I agree, but like I plan on going back to it. I know. Like, I'm also part of the problem. And like I I truly do hope that like the second DLC does a lot of the stuff that I actually wanted to do, like trainers that are challenging. Because if you're having a post game area, if 
you have to have beaten both these things. If I'm still fighting a bunch of people who fucking have one level 60 Pokemon, what is, what's the point? What's the point of that? Right. At least there will be new returning Pokemon that I can get. I like, I don't know. Caught some shinies. They're pretty good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a weird thing. And like the people railing on this DLC are right to rail on it. It definitely like, I don't know. The only performance uh, improvement is that the icons don't take forever to load inside the box anymore. Awesome. They load very quickly because before mm-hmm. it would be like you'd see one Pokemon sprite and you would have to like wait minutes for all the other ones to show mm-hmm. up. Yep. So they yep. they fix that like good on you, okay. I guess. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I played Tears of the Kingdom, man. I know this thing can do better. <laughs> that and Xenoblade, you just like play those and you look at Pokemon and you're like, what happened, bro? What about Pokemon Arceus? Even Arceus runs better. You're right. And Arceus yeah, still doesn't uh, run. They, they literally, they've done better themselves, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I It very clearly is like they built these two DLCs as like a package, um, which is why the second part comes out in December. But like I, they probably should have just released them both at the same time because maybe then that would have improved my feelings about this if I could then go to play the other part. Yeah, I don't know, like, releasing this as is, like, if that's a good thing. Nah. Or if just, like, release it all at once. I, I don't, yeah, because, like, it's just, wow. it's a weird thing. I don't know. But that that was my time. I, I 100%ed it, essentially. And because so now I have a full Pokedex again. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I got for the Pokemans. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I continued to... Uh... Play Dave the Diver, man. Mm-hmm. I've put on a lot of time with Dave the Diver. Excellent. Uh, now, I don't know how far you got, but did you get to the point where you get a second branch? Like you have a second restaurant? Uh, that is after you beat it, right? No. Okay. Well, I beat it and that did not happen for me. I think I probably have the restaurant leveled up because like I'm still on chapter six, but like I have like a second branch. Uh, Manny, I've got this thing so automated. <laughs> I'm making like seventy to eighty thousand dollars every day, and I'm I never dive anymore. Interesting. That's really weird. So I did not get that second branch, which was one of the achievements that I thought was weird. I didn't have when I beat it. Maybe it's based mm-hmm. on days. I bet it's. I know. I bet it's based on like your restaurant like rank or whatever. Like Maybe. I'm like. I'm like maxed out. Like my farm is completely maxed out. Oh, I've okay. got, yeah, I don't have any. I, I've, I have like all those like fish tanks, like pretty much everything maxed out. I have, uh, pretty much all my staff maxed out. Like there is barely anything for me oh, to do shit. anymore. Yeah, I didn't do like any of that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. So. When when I open up the restaurant, I can literally just position Dave at like the front of the <laughs> restaurant. And I just like to imagine he's just like greeting people as they walk in and like I just put down the controller and like that's that's all I have to do. My staff does everything. That's the dream. I yes, I, I've automated the game to the point where I'm kind of bored with it now. Nice. So uh, I've had I put in about forty five hours into Dave the Diver. That's, that's and, more than I did, so yeah. Uh yeah. I I, as I said, I've just maxed everything out. I haven't even beaten the game officially, but yeah. like I, I feel like I feel satisfied because <laughs> like I wish the game kind of focused more on that and not the ancient civilization. I think stuff. that's probably what most people feel. Yeah, 
So, like, because, like, uh, maybe at some point I'll go back and, like, do some more of the ancient civilization stuff. But, like, I feel completely satisfied and I had a great time playing Dave. So, Mm -hmm. Um, no, Dave the Diver. I finally today, I I finally hit my point where I was like, I think I'm good. I don't think I need more Dave Mm -hmm. after about 45 hours. Nice. Uh, I played Mortal Kombat 1. Did you also? Uh, did you? I played the first chapter. Oh, okay. I beat the story. Yeah, I was like, oh, this seems really good, but this seems like something I'm gonna need to like focus, like use, like it's gonna require a lot more of my attention, and I'm kind of busy playing something else. So I was like, I'm gonna play this after. So. Yeah. So I beat the story of Mortal Kombat one. Okay. I like it very much until the last okay. chapter. Uh, oh, that's too. Well, bad. there's something about the last chapter where, like, I don't know. Maybe you'll feel the same when you get there. Like, I, I don't know. It just was. It felt like maybe they didn't put as much time into it as they should have, or something. It just feels. Hmm. It feels really weird because I like the rest of it. I find it to be very interesting. Don't try to play Invasions mode because they spoil the ending of the story mode right in the intro cutscene of Invasions mode uh yeah and so like i beat that i think it is a very good one of those i do not necessarily know what they are trying to do going forwards with the way this plays out but i do like all of the changes to the characters that were made like okay i i think kenshi does very good uh characters who were basically random jobbers like reptile and baraka who had absolutely no role whatsoever before actually like matter to the story and are kind of cool reptile especially like was just nothing before he was just like a clone of those characters who was green so it was acid they give him an interesting plot he is cool um i like the way they develop kenshi uh i like the way that because Liu Kang is the fire god, he has to replace Raiden, essentially. So Raiden plays Liu Kang's normal role in the story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's cool, and like they do a good job of pulling you into all that stuff. I think it's kind of obvious to see where it is going at a certain point. Uh, but I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat story, so like... It right. It, I, I think my main problem with it is like if you're going to... I guess I can't say what my main problem with it is because you didn't beat it. <laughs> right, right. So I will not. But I, I, okay, I think one enough. major complaint that I I saw most people who had beaten it kind of echo. Uh, okay. So it I, it makes sense. It's just one of those things where it's like, I guess I don't really know about this. Um, uh, but it sounds like it's at least, it does what you want it to yeah. do and it's entertaining. Yeah, it is an entertaining story. And like, that's why I played it in two sittings is because like, it, it it's fun and it's that kind of story. It works well. Very good. Um, and the fighting is, is very any... good. The fighting is probably the best it's been since nine, I would say. Uh, wow. okay. the cameo system, which just acts as an assist, I think improves the game in good ways. Uh, the last two games were not super like damage heavy, whereas this one went back to being more of a like long combos, high damage game, uh, at the high level. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, you just try to use a cameo that uh covers your character's weaknesses right so like for example baraka most of his strings have no overheads uh so you would get a character that doesn't overhead assist 
so that you can crack people open and then continue a combo. Stuff like that. There are, there are other things that they do, like Sub-Zero can give you like armor so that you can like take a hit and not worry about it. There's a, there's a bunch of things they do, but I think it's neat. It adds to the characters, so like finding the combos and the way those work uh, is good. <coughs> to a like regular player who doesn't care much about the fighting part, I don't know that there's a lot here in this game. Um because previously they like each character had the three fighting styles they don't have that anymore it's just the one for each character um they tone i kind of prefer that so do i they they tone down the amount of gear slots so it's like each character only has one customizable part on them now uh so you unlock those there are a lot of unlockable costumes with different color palettes the costume stuff is kind of cool uh because there is the single player invasions mode where each season there is like a new board to go through the way it was described by people pre-launch was Mario party, but with mortal Kombat, that's not what it is at all. It's basically just instead of the tower having and being a tower, they just put those fights on a game board grid and you just like go between those nodes. And like sometimes you'll get keys so you can like go back and unlock doors that were locked before, but more or less you're just doing what those weird random fights with modifiers from the challenge towers were before. Ironically, sometimes you will go to a board and there will be a challenge tower. Uh, so I played the tutorial of that, which is Johnny Cage's mansion. And then once you beat that, you go to like what the current season is, which is like the season of fire or some shit. It's based on Scorpion. Okay. Uh, and there are six islands. I did like half of the first island and was like, do I care about this? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll go back to it. Maybe I won't. But that's how you unlock all the cool, like red and flamey looking skins for the characters this season. Uh, okay. And so like that will change each season. I think this one lasts for 45 more days. So like roughly every two months, they will change out that season and have stuff. Um but like that's it and something about this feels like it does not have as much content as Mortal Kombat 11. Uh Interesting. so like the crypt in Mortal Kombat 11 was like Shang Tsung's island from the original Mortal Kombat movie and exploring it was so cool and there were like all these puzzles and stuff and the fact that now that is just like the challenge tower on a game board something doesn't feel right about that. And it also just there's less to unlock because there are less gear slots, which is both a positive and a negative, I guess. It just, I don't know. Something about it feels like there is less there. I think they also made some weird mistakes, quote unquote, with the game. Like, it's not crossplay. Oh, which makes no sense because, like, I, they claim it is coming someday, but that still seems weird. Like, you're locked to the console you are on. Um, Which I'm sure you, you're you having, like none of the consoles are having, or any of the editions are having trouble finding matches at this point. No, but so. it just is a weird thing that like every it other is. game has that. The way some of the online stuff works just like doesn't work as well as it does in Street Fighter. It, it definitely feels like they're falling behind in a lot of the ways that like Tekken and street fighter and like king of fighters have improved just kind of weird because like in mortal, what ways I, I don't know like just train options and training mode th- okay. things online like the actual fighting parts it feels like it is like 
not as polished as those games are now. Whereas, because like I actively hate Street Fighter Six's menus. Like I think they're all terrible. Yeah, I mean, like that's just there's three modes, and that's because you can download them all separately. Like that's why. That no, I mean, like you get like to get into the online and the way that's all structured. I hate all of that. I. I don't like the way it's set yeah, up. Yeah, I don't mind that stuff, but that's because it's generally pretty easy to figure out. Um, it is, but I, I just... See, I, I like the way Street Fighter 4 was, where, like, I all I want is, like, we can just go back to, like, the King of the Hill, just, like, go into a room, King of the Hill style, and then it just, like, takes you to a character menu, and then, like, you can just pick your character at that point, I don't like that you're locked into a character and you're just like stuck with that character unless you want to oh, see, exit out. That I love like it. because it no. saves so much time, especially for people who are trying to practice. Like most people aren't going to be switching their character out like that that often. So like that, I don't mind from that perspective. They probably should add an option to like go to character select that's easier for people who want to do that. But like if you're going to play online, like I don't think most people are changing their character very often. I think if you're doing like ranked matches, I'm specifically saying like the lobby system. I wish there was like just a round robin, like just traditional round robin, you know, rather than like having to constantly queue up and then like I'm gonna now I gotta like what view this this match, wait for it to end, and then queue up and then like I don't know. I think there's just a better way to do it. Well, for that part, I don't. I literally don't know that there is. What do you mean? Like just like the way they did it before was I think way better. I don't know what was different about the way they did it before. I mean, you'd still have to queue up for a match. No, you just like you would just join the the the, the, the not the round robin the uh, the king of the hill, and then you're just in the you're just constantly in that loop. Well, I guess, but you like know, also, you could just go fight someone else in another slot now, or do anything else. Like the game is just wants you to be like, yes, I would like to be part of the king of the hill until you get kicked out of it. Yeah, but then you have to just keep like what I'm saying is I just don't like that you have to keep going back in and just like like keep adding yourself back into it. It's just annoying. I guess. I mean, it just makes it way easier to like leave or do other things. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. It just it's just one of those things where I I don't necessarily like it. it, it it's not for me. Whereas but whatever. I, I, th- I think the thing that sucks the most <laughs> about Mortal Kombat's online is they were the people who originally added the Wi-Fi indicator. Mm-hmm. You can't decline matches. Oh, so it's just like it shows you you're on land. This person's on Wi-Fi. You can't quit or you get penalized. Mm. Like what? So you just show me that. So I know I'm going to have a shitty experience this round. Why the fuck even have the indicator? What does that who does that help? Other than the the person who knows that they're going to have a bad experience if they are like, it just makes no sense. So, like, you get the Wi-Fi indicator and also the ping. It just, I don't understand why you would show both of those things if you can't even decline the match. Yeah, that that seems like a... So, it's just like you're locked in. And then, so you could decline matches in casual. But then, for some reason, most people who play Mortal Kombat, if you win, they don't want to fight you again. So, you Mm. have to, like, try to be nice and, like, not fuck them up too bad. To hope that they play you again. It's just a fucking bizarre 
online thing. And it also is part of the, the other part of it is like way more like non fighting game players play mortal Kombat than any other fighting game. So it's interesting because like you are locked into a two out of three, no matter what in mortal Kombat, which is what I wish street fighter was, but it isn't. And it is because then people can leave. Whereas in mortal Kombat, you're, you're locked into a bad match. You're in there for three matches minimum. Yeah. The nice thing about street fighter in that sense is like, I never fight a guile twice. Like even if I win, like I have zero fun playing. Yeah, playing and like style. you could just you could decline that, and like you're not getting yeah. penalized for it. Like literally, <laughs> the way it works in Mortal Kombat is like it will come up, you'll get matched, it'll show you what your ping is, and that they're on Wi-Fi, and then it'll be like, oh, if you quit now, you'll get penalized. It counts as a loss, <laughs> and it's like what? So like stuff like that is really weird and but I do think that the fighting is the best it's been since nine. And okay. it's one of those things where like the invasion mode I don't think is like super compelling right now, but they're gonna change that every season, right? And they could add more unlockable things whenever they want and things like that. Um so it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know, I'm in a really weird place with it because it feels like some of this they're just like didn't do enough for the some of the online stuff or whatever and maybe that was because they had to get it out by now uh i also just uh, they get away with this in every mortal Kombat game and i don't know how it keeps happening you fight quan chi and ermac in the story mode right they are dlc characters Bro, they're done in the game. Their moves are there. You can't do that. You cannot do that. I feel like didn't Street Fighter do that? No. No? No, Mortal Kombat did this for the last three stories, bro. It makes no sense. Like, fucking how you gonna have Quan Chi beat my ass with Quan Chi's moves and then be like, yeah, but you can't do that. You have to wait three months to pay for Quan Chi. No, one of the... (laughs) I'm positive in the Street Fighter mode story mode, one of the characters was like playable before. I'm positive of it. If that is but it doesn't if that is true, either way, that is like the worst practice in the world because it means oh, your absolutely. shit is done and should be in the game. And like it also doesn't help that there were rumors that Ermac and Quan Chi had to be cut from the game because <laughs> they just like didn't have enough time i I don't know it's just very weird it's like they are complete characters except without the fatal blow and so i just like how do you guys every time you're very quiet oh interesting am i still very quiet shoot am i still very quiet Can you hear? Am I still quiet? Nope. Now I can hear you. Okay. Well, we'll see what that does in the in the thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That that one I just think is weird. Like, guys, don't do that. Or like the fact that fucking Shang Tsung, you have to pre-order the game to or like get it within the launch window to be able to play as Shang Tsung. They do that every time too. Like they did that with Goro. I don't remember what the other one was, but like, come on, bro, don't do that. Yeah. I, I yeah. That's annoying. 
But at the same time, I'm sure they're told you have to have X amount of DLC characters. Oh, I'm I'm sure they do too. It's and I still I am the guy who was like, bro, I do not care about these guest characters. Mm-hmm. Give me the Mortal Kombat characters. It's really cool that Takeda's coming back, but I also don't want to buy Homelander from the boys. So I don't know. But that's not for me. Apparently, Ghostface was uh, in the code. So oh, if you like you like Scream, you can uh, someday play as Ghostface. Sure. But for me, they leaked Jade, and I like playing as Jade. So I would take that. Who who, who do you like now? Like if if you were uh, to play, who like, I don't kind of with know. You? I don't know. I've been playing as Kenshi, but they made him into a stance character, so he's way harder than he was before. Uh, so I am not good with Kenshi. I really like Baraka. Okay. Um, and uh, Liu Kang is sick. I think his design is so cool as the fire god. I love Liu Kang. Ugh. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of the characters seem very good. Uh, okay. Or like fun enough to play. So Awesome. awesome. That's, good. That's good. I probably will not continue to play this game very much now. But... Right. But you kind of you you bought it knowing you were going to play the story mode and that was going to be about it. So yeah, yeah. So I got what I came for out of it. Cool, awesome. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> I have been playing a game that I, I assume you've been very curious about my opinions, and that is I Final did. Fantasy I sixteen. I saw. I've probably put in about nine hours into this game now by this at this point, and I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. God, nice. that combat is a lot of fun. The combat is fun. That's uh, what carried me to the end. Uh, the story is all right. It has mm-hmm. its moments. Um, <laughs> I I hate to say it, but there's a moment, there's a big reveal probably like five hours into the game that probably defines the character for the rest of the game. I chuckled when it's discovered what happens. Uh, it's sad. What are you talking about? It's sad, but it's just like, of course. Of fucking course that happened. Of course. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, this is a great game. I, I, I really like Sid as a character. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm guessing they <laughs> This go... fucking game, dude. I, okay. like... Uh, yeah, I like Sid as a character, and mm-hmm. he likes Sid as a character. Uh, what was the reveal? Was it after where the demo was? Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I did. Is it okay if I spoil it? Yeah, I don't care. Spoil it. Okay. I uh, that you killed your brother. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That, was, that wasn't even a reveal. What? Do you, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. He turns into Efreet. Yeah, like it's revealed that like he, like he he's the one who he's the monster who killed his brother and like, oh see I did that was not a reveal to me because Clive literally turns into Efreet right then yeah and that's when you like kind of put it all together that oh okay he's the he's actually the person he's been looking for oh, this whole see, time I knew that that I knew from pre-release trailers oh okay so see, that I, didn't... I don't know. I mean he just is Efreet like that is. See, that I, I didn't. Like, that I, was the marketing for the entire game. I didn't pay attention to the marketing or anything. Oh, so for yeah. me, like I, I, like that, that was like a big reveal. I thought that was like a big spoiler type of thing. So like, no, that's no. okay. 
I, so I just chuckled at that. I was like, of course, that's uh, that's the story they're they're going with with that. Yeah, I I truly believe that everything after the demo, the story goes downhill from there. Oh man, that demo though, like I would even so cool. I would say even up until like that battle where like there's a time shift is like man that 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 has an incredible pace. Yeah, then, I I think that stuff is good, and then I I do feel like the pacing like oh it just off drew, the cliff. Oh my god! And then you're like <laughs> you're just running around trying to find an old man who has Alzheimer's, oh my and you're fucking like, you're god, like, dude, every side quest blows. And that like, wasn't even yeah, a side quest. I know that's what's fucked up, Matt. Is that like they give you all this weird busy work, and you have to do it? Yeah, like in between every chapter, it feels like. It's like, oh, like something cool happened in the story. Like, are we going to go solve that? Like, now nah, you got to go talk to like six randos. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? What are we doing this for? I, the combat is very good, though. And I'm glad I'm glad you are enjoying it. So it's yeah. the it's the most I've played any Final Fantasy game. And I would like to finish it because like I looked into it and it's only about 35 hours if I mainline it. And I've been mainlining it and I'm level 20 and the enemies I'm fighting are level 19. So I don't like. Do you have to do the side stuff at all? Well, I mean, I don't know the answer to that because I started doing like even the side stuff that's supposed to be like super hard, and they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't even challenge this." It's like twenty levels above you. I was able to beat that stuff. Okay, so so like I don't know, okay. but I would bet that you could just mainline it. And yeah, it, it it feels like this game like. I'm not saying it's easy, but it doesn't feel challenging. Like I'm not like dying a ton. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm having to use all the abilities. I'm having fun with it, but like, it's not like that. Some like hard experience, at least up until this point. So. No. Yeah. I, it definitely like, if you understand the combat, I think that's what matters. I, I think I have a pretty good grasp of the yeah, combat. So and, I, I think you should be able to play it the way you want in theory and be good with it. In a, I, I, so this could very well be the very first Final Fantasy game I beat because I Sweet. I could see myself like thirty five hours in this game seems reasonable. Yeah, um, there is some padding that I'm like, why is this in here? But oh, there's yes, but but at the same time, I know there's going to be some crazy weird ass anime shit that happens that I'm excited to see happen. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, this is definitely a game I want to continue to play and then look into uh, probably get back into Mortal Kombat at that point. So. Yeah. Uh, so the last game that I have been playing, I played Cyberpunk 2077. I am seven hours into a new game and it works. It did not crash once. The only bug I had was a character randomly T-posed. Okay. Which was very exciting. Um, but yeah, like, fucking, this game makes me just seethe with anger when I think about it. It is what it should have been before now. It, it just, with the 2.0 patch, is like what it should have launched as. And it drives me nuts because I like the basis of the gameplay i love the world of cyberpunk why do they do this to me yeah the little bit i've dabbled with it it seems really cool i do love that world it's just 
Well, so I I saw you were playing it like a week or so ago. Right. I just, because now that the 2.0 patch is out, I don't know how much it will fuck up your game. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I'm sure they... I would hope they planned for that. So. Well, they did, but they also recommended everybody start over. So. Oh, okay. But, like, uh, the, the reason I asked that is because, like, it wasn't like they just, like, updated it and made it better. Like, they changed the skill system and the way items work. Oh, okay. I've only put, like, maybe an hour. So, like, if I restarted it. Yeah, it, well, still, it's cool. just one of those weird things where it's like, I do wonder how they handle stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you had leveled up or put points into something, like, what does it do? Just, like, say, like, ha start fresh. I, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, like it just overall, I think it is a better experience. It runs better. The guns feel better, especially on the PS5, like the haptics on the guns, I think feel pretty good, which it did not have that before. And some of the stuff, I don't know what got better when they put out the PS5 version and what was added to 2.0. Like obviously the way the skills work now and the way, um, the items are categorized now that stuff i know the haptics were in before that's not that's it. that's what i figured yeah um and uh there was a when the anime came out uh on netflix they put out a patch where you could buy other apartments and so like that is in this now um yeah i don't i don't like have a lot to say about it is i i got through the prologue which is like the first five or six hours um which is with the part i wanted to get to just so that i could like compare it to my time before um and i'm gonna keep playing it and i probably will also buy the dlc which has been getting rave reviews but it just it i like it a lot now and it is just so frustrating that like i tried to like it before the fact that it crashed every hour made it so i could not like i i looked at my ps4 playtime. i played for over 24 hours which means that like i beat the chapter one part or part one whatever they call it and then played tried to play for 20 more hours right and it's just one of those things where it's like it's interesting because i now have the story quests i had when i stopped playing on ps4 but had played 20 more hours like fucking around and doing side quests so like yeah it's interesting and I, i do think the way items work is a lot better now like there's a lot less dumb random bullshit to pick up uh because there was just stuff everywhere mm. and like picking up all these different crafting components and like doing all this other stuff now there is basically just like weapons have a rarity tier and the damage they do scales on that rarity tier so like you have a common white gun you can use level one crafting components to upgrade it to a green level two gun and so on and so forth. So you're not like dicking around with like, I need these specific things to upgrade the specific gun, but then no matter what, it will still suck. So it's basically one of those things where they made it so that like the entire game scales, weapons and enemies in the world as well. Okay. Um, so it's never like, but I saw people who had like reviewed it, who had access to this patch earlier. They said it never like gets like truly, truly difficult if you like, you know, if you're super strong, the enemies aren't going to necessarily be like basically invincible or whatever. Right. Um, so it's like a, a normal power curve, and that's fun. Um, okay. It you can now shoot from cars. You could not do that before. They had a car combat. Is that a good thing? Eh, I don't know. 
you can shoot out of the car. <laughs> That's I, I have not I have not had a use case for that, but you can do it, and it is fine. It's just the shooting, except out of the car. Um, the cars drive better now. I will say that. Um, yeah, I I just think overall, like they fixed everything that was wrong with it, quote unquote. Will that make me like the side quests more and things like that? Like, I have no idea. I I did a handful of them, and I thought they were, like, kind of meh before. I don't know if they have changed those now. I They definitely, I don't know. I have to look it up in the original game. In the hotel bar, I met Hideo Kojima. Was okay. he in the original? I don't remember that. Uh, but probably. It was very interesting. He, I looked at him and I was like, whoa, that's Kojima. And he says some really weird, like, philosophical shit about how he feels about games and emotions. And I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like the shooting. I think it feels good. I think the way the skill system works now is excellent. It has a Skyrim-esque system also where the more you do certain things, the better you get at them. So, like, the more you stealth kill, uh, the harder it is for enemies to, like, recognize that you are there. Uh, the more you, like, do certain things, like, have a lot of carrying capacity, the more carrying capacity you get. It's interesting, and, like, it's it shows that it's, like, they are thinking about the way people play the game. And I, I think that's very good. Uh, I'm curious about the DLC. I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, Idris's Elba, Idris Elba's character seems really cool. Um, what they have set up for that. Interestingly, they made Keanu Reeves look more like Keanu Reeves in okay. 2.0. I don't know how to describe that because he looked like a really good model before, but now he just looks better. So he just looks a little clearer. Yeah. And okay. you're just like, wow, that sure fucking is Keanu Reeves. No mistake. So, uh, yeah. And it's a, it's a fine game. I like, I, it just is frustrating because like it could have been a fine game several years ago if they had oh, man it took them like 10 years done more it did and like now there is like a documentary about it out there where a lot of people were like we were gonna quit and like it was awful and we did a lot of the bad practices we did on the witcher 3 except oops this is a totally brand new world so it like ended up fucking us over and all this stuff and like yeah <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like yeah i don't know i'm glad they learned their lesson but it also sucks that this game just was in a terrible state for like a year at least yeah and like yeah. now it is finally in like where it should have been before i think it was where it should have been before a while ago well so I, it, it depends how you feel about it because like they kept talking about like the cop ai working before and it never did like that is the other thing is now the police actually like work like they do in gta sort of okay whereas like before it was just like you would commit a crime and cops would spawn out of a magical closet as close to you as possible <coughs> and that still was like that until this update so oh, okay so maybe they did but it did seem like the the hour and a half or so I played it, I was like, this seems like a good game at this point. Well, yeah, it, but also to be fair to that first part, the first chapter is like a lot more closed off. Okay. As to what you can do, because it's trying to funnel you to like go through that initial part. It basically right. wants you to get to the part where Keanu Reeves is there. 
uh and so like once it gets that and you're in act two you, you have like access to the full world and like can actually mm-hmm. do all the missions and stuff that was the part where it was like just absolutely broken for me originally okay yeah I, I was i was i was able to get through those first parts and be like this right. is kind of weird but like i got through it so yeah i don't know i mean maybe i would guess the ps5 version also like made it way better oh overall. absolutely so it's just it's an interesting thing um Sony did kind of fix the issue I used to have with PS4 games constantly trying to reinstall themselves. Uh, now it just adds the PS4 icon and doesn't start copying it until, unless I tell it to. But it does reinstall the PS4 icon every time. I <laughs> At least it's not installing the game, I guess. That's a positive. Were you playing this on PS4 or were you playing it on the Series X? I'm playing it on PS5. Oh, because you said the haptics, right? All right. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't have a disc, and I wonder if maybe the disc is part oh, of the, the problem. Di- the disc is what does that, yes, one hundred. Yeah, I bought the digital version. Yeah, so. but you have to have the disc, the PS4 disc, in to play the PS5 version. Oh, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, that's why it's annoying. <laughs> but like, <laughs> at least it doesn't install the game every time I turn on my PS5. That yeah. that's a victory I will take. Sure, absolutely. Because um, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of space on the PS5. There's not. I had to delete many things. Especially because I had just done Mortal Kombat, which is also huge. So. Oh, I was like, yeah, when I downloaded that, and I was like, it's going to be 110 gigs. I was like, <laughs> for fuck's sakes, why? Yeah. Why? It looks really good. It does. It looks So good. there's that. I don't know. So Cyberpunk is very good, and it is one of those things where it's like, now I am even more glad I dropped Starfield, because... To me, cyberpunk feels like a similar space of like open world RPG, quote unquote. And I would rather fuck around with cyberpunk than Starfield at this point. Yeah, and I got the the space uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, so I was like, I'm good there. Yeah. And you know, so no, I, I, I the little bit I played a Starfield, I was like, I don't think I need any more of this game. So. Yeah, I uh, I did not put it on here, but I guess I'll just tack it on at the end. I, I did play up to the point in Starfield where people said it turns around. Okay. And I will spoil that now, because it, unless you care, because it has been okay. enough time where like it's probably in all the reviews and the pre-release footage. Once you get to a certain point in that story, you start getting alien powers, like, okay. uh, like the Shouts and Skyrim. And so, like, some of them are really cool, but, like, at a certain point, I, I got those powers. I got the first six of them, and there's 24. And I was like, yeah, no. And I just, like, shut it off. Fair enough. It's one of those things where it's like, now I can, like, blast gravity and, like, do all this weird, crazy shit. But it's like, at the core, it's still this same game where I'm just fast traveling from planet to planet. So, like, do I want to do that for another 800 hours? No. I'm good. And just yeah speaking of fast traveling from place to place i do want to give just a special shout out to final fantasy 16's like just game structure where it's not quite like an open world it is just it does feel very linear i i appreciate that so yeah it's like i don't fully understand why they have the map the way they do i think it creates more confusion because like the game feels very linear if it wasn't for that map you know Uh uh-huh uh, it's, I don't know. It's, well, it's don't interesting, worry, you, but you I like can it. Go, you can go to that weird corner and get a chest that has like 10 gil in it. So. Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I have not been going off the beaten path with this game. I don't what? So. 
you're probably gonna have a better time than I did because of that mantra. Because <laughs> like when you get to the end of some like weird long windy path that you're just like, why is this here? Oh, it's a chest. Oh, nothing good is in it. I hate myself now. I did that a couple <laughs> times and went, none of this is worth exploring. Okay, uh, I don't have huh. to explore. Good. good yep. to know. And you know what else the game does that you will like? When there are side quests that matter, they will have a little plus icon next to them. Yeah, I did. I heard about that, like yep. from another podcast. They're like, they're the ones that matter. Which I'm gonna guess, Manny, none of them do. Uh, they do because they give you game mechanics. Oh, okay, that's good. Or so, like they'll give you like more healing or better healing. The the ones with the pluses basically mean do these and actually get something. Okay, so then not necessarily not necessarily like story wise, but it is like okay. do these and get something. So you should do them still. Okay, I'll, uh, but for the most part, I literally see like, oh, here's uh, a side quest, and I just run past the person. I don't even. Oh yeah, me. because they're like, go give this soup to mm-hmm. my grandma, and then mm-hmm. you do, and they're like, I got you two hundred dollars, and you're like, what? <laughs> I get like four hundred from killing two enemies. Here's five experience. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, this is what am I? We're wasting. <laughs> I'm wasting my life. Uh, so yeah, I do think you will probably have a better time than I did just because of the way you are playing it. I think that is like, it makes more sense to yes. play it that way. Um, so good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, those are the games we've been playing. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. I will... Hmm, nothing that I want to play really comes out until October 20th. Really? I was gonna buy Disgaea 7, and I still might. It comes out October 7th, but then I thought to myself, do I really want to play it, though? Or would I rather just, like, do whatever I want until Spider-Man and Mario Wonder come out? See, I have, um, obviously, Assassin's Creed that I'm looking forward to. Mm, Yes, Mirage. uh, and then I'm excited to give uh, the new uh, Forza Motorsport a try. I've I've enjoyed my time with the the Horizon series, and like like you've said, like you could tell from my drive guitar, I actually like learned how to 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 you know race. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of like I'm excited to see if my skills will translate over, and if I enjoy like the more traditional like Forza Motorsport. So. Yeah, and I, I think that comes out like right around the tenth. So mm-hmm. I got a couple things that I'm excited about, but yeah, the the big one is uh, Spider Man for me. Obviously. Oh yeah, like I I took off work that day because oh that day and uh, Super Mario that and Super yeah. Mario. Yes, yeah. So. And with my like sleep schedule of everything being fucked up, like I know I'm gonna wake up at like three thirty and I can just start playing uh, Spider Man. It's gonna be fantastic. So yeah, yeah. Like looking at my list of games that I had that I was interested in, sort of buying the twenty sixth is the Cyberpunk DLC, and then yeah, it would have been Disgaea in two weeks. But like I don't, Ooh. I don't know. I didn't like Disgaea six very much. That was mostly because it was on the Switch. But like, nah. I don't know that I have it in me at this moment. So, yeah, and I, obviously, I, I I've been talking about um, uh, Alan Wake too. I'm excited about that, but that's something I'm also just like, I don't know. I'm kind of curious of how that's going to turn out. Yeah, I pre-ordered it, so I'm ready. It's Digital just like, only future here with Alan Wake. They make 
such great games, but there's always just like one thing that really bugs me. Bugs like I'm hoping this one is just like more seamless, you know. Yeah, I'm always willing to give them the benefit I, of the doubt now, though, yes, after absolutely. how much I liked Control. I was like, you know, I wasn't going to play this ever. And then when I did, I really liked it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'm here for Flashlight Man. And then after that, I'm pretty much done. I definitely want to check out that SteamWorld build, though. I love the SteamWorld game. Yeah, I was going to say, after that, uh, the new WarioWare game, um, the yakuza side story and um super mario rpg remake are the only things i have well and of course uh call of duty for both of us oh yeah i love cod um also there are several indie games that i like backed on kickstarter that will probably come out uh, that are one of them is coming out i think november 7th but you know i'll play a turn-based rpg where you are a squirrel like whatever give it to me so yeah i don't know but Oh, wait, Hogwarts Legacy is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. That'll be a huge release. For oh, yeah, I can play that again. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, that's going to be a seen, terrible. That's going to be seen, terrible. Have you seen the Switch version of Mortal Kombat? No, that's got to oh, be. Oh, dude, it's so good. You got to look it up. Oh, no. And, and, uh, it, like, it's hilarious because people were like, you can't put it on the PS4 and the Xbox One. They're like, no. And, but they put it on the Switch. Their eyes... Their eyes. It's so sick. Oh my god. It's so funny to look at and it costs seventy dollars. <laughs> I can't believe they made it. Um I'll I'll have to send you a video. I, I there was one that I had earlier where I was like, oh no. Actually, you know the IG I the IGN review of the Switch one really gives you what you need, I think. But Okay. Maybe I'll check that out after Yeah should check that out but yeah that is what that is what we have been playing yeah and that's it in theory and that's pretty much what we're excited about um yeah i i can't stress enough the video games rule i like uh, yeah after playing sea of stars i was just like people can do it they can they can make a snes style rpg that i don't want to cry about afterwards wow like we can we can have it people can make this video game and i can like it <clears throat> yeah i i felt like equally positive about guardians of the galaxy i was like this is one of the best superhero games i've ever played yeah it's wow so yeah and when you play a game like that it just instantly makes you want to play more games so oh yeah and i i oh god i just want to play spider-man i just like i want to pump it into my veins i'm just just wait for uh for Assassin's Creed, just one game at a time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think it'll do it for us here this week. Yes. Uh, there is a possibility that next time I will have beaten Cyberpunk. So we'll see. I guess I don't know how the DLC ties in because I do know how Cyberpunk ends. So. Maybe you have to play the DLC before the end of the game. I don't know. That's very weird. I get because video reviewers aren't allowed to use their own footage of it. Oh, until today about so I. It seems like people also have been like trying to not talk about specific things. So I, I just want to see footage of it because it's like Mm -hmm. a whole new area. I'm just like curious what it looks like and I don't know, but has been reviewing well so. 
But before I continue to ramble on and say way more stuff about video games, because I'm so excited, uh, that'll do it for us here this week. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And we will be back next time. Peace out. Peace out.